Hello and welcome to the VRMA Arrival Podcast. I'm Greg Holcomb, the Government Relations Director for the Vacation Rental Management Association. Vacation rental management companies and property owners face an ever-changing regulatory landscape. Vacation rental ordinances, regulations, bills, and court rulings can alter your business overnight. Trust me, as a former city council person and town clerk, I know firsthand how fast a bad idea can become law. You can never let your guard down. Today's podcast illustrates the importance of organizing locally and maintaining a local group to prevent bad regulations from happening in the first place. You are about to hear from Claire Ricewerg with Sand and Sea Properties and one of our VRMA Government Relations Committee members and VRMA member Liz Overton with Rice and Properties about their efforts in organizing and managing the Galveston Association of Vacation Rental Managers. Even after 16 years, the group is still active in creating best practices while preventing bad regulations. Hi, welcome everyone. It's Matt Curtis. I'm the founder of Smart City Policy Group, and this is a Vacation Rental Management Association advocacy podcast. We're talking today about advocacy, government regulatory issues, how you can be effective in your own community, and we've got a great example for you. It's Galveston, Texas. Galveston has long been an example for the VRMA, uh, pointing out the successful work of Claire Ricewerg and the organization that she's built there, and she's got somebody working with her now. Liz Overton. Liz, how are you doing? Good. How are you today? Very well. And uh, Claire, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having us, Matt. No, of course. You know, you guys have really led the charge there locally. And I know that the issue in Galveston has had a long history. Claire, you know, you've been at the table for a long time working on this very diligently. Talk to us a little bit about when this got started and what started all the uh, discussion there locally. We were shut out of a subdivision in 2003 that prompted the creation of the Galveston Association of Vacation Rental Managers, of which Liz and I are both members. And we created it in order to promote good neighbor policies and to self-regulate ourselves. We figured if we didn't regulate ourselves, somebody else was going to come in and do it and shut us out of subdivisions. And so we're going on our 16th year now with GARM. Incredible. And I feel like, you know, there's been various times when some of the local discussions have gotten quite heated. I mean, where you actually had some pretty significant rules that were being discussed and it was good that Garm was there organized and ready to get involved and help out. There's one in particular, I remember, I feel like it was roughly 2014, 2015, and you were able to really successfully help redirect the decision makers so that they understood the industry and what a better result, a better outcome could be. That's true. And back then, we partnered with Strogue, the short-term rental organization of Galveston and Mary Branham. That's a group of individual homeowners who rent. We found enough commonality between what GARM does and the policies that we follow and Strogue so that it was possible for us to join forces. And at the time, it feels like 2014 was a different century, Matt. Back then, it was so simple. We were able to keep things to let's register, let's make sure that everybody is paying their hotel tax and they're obeying nuisance laws. And it was as simple as that. And flash forward, things aren't so easy anymore with the incredible explosion of the popularity of vacation rentals. Right. You know, I remember the economic impact study for Galveston. It always sticks in my head that it was $185.5 million a year in overall economic impact. And that was back in 2014, I believe. I'm sure the number is probably triple that now. 
I bet you're right. I bet you're right. The, uh, so Liz, you've been involved and you've been at the table and, and watching all this. You, you've probably noticed that having an organization there locally is, is helpful. Uh, being part of GARM and having people working together with a uniform strategy and a uniform voice is more effective when you go down to City Hall. Do you find that to be true? I find it to be very true. I think we're very fortunate here to have two really good organizations, both GARM and STRO to really make sure that we have a seat at the table when the city or the park board are trying to talk regulations, restrictions, and especially when the neighborhoods are starting to talk about regulations and vacation rental bans. It's been really, really helpful over the past year to be a member at GARM and to just be a strong member of the community as well. It's made a big difference in being able to talk to neighborhoods and HOAs and say, hey, there's a way through this so we can have successful vacation rentals in the neighborhood, but also make the residents happy as well. Do you feel like that's often the issue is you're talking to people who might not fully understand the intricacies and the nuances of the industry and you have to help them understand that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is a business and it is an industry and everybody knows their business really well. So whatever business that they're in, they know that business really well. And that's how the vacation rental industry needs to be seen, whether you are an individual homeowner just renting out a bedroom or you're a property management company like Claire and I, at the end of the day, it's still a business and there's still regulations in place and still common courtesies that need to be had in really being able to talk to the neighborhood neighbors and the HOAs about that and educate them on what it is that we do at GARM, what it is that we ask homeowners to do, what it is homeowners are actively doing in their neighborhood to be a good neighbor. And I think that really goes a long way. I'd like to add that the other thing we found ourselves doing this last year, since the incredible, even more of an explosion of the popularity of rentals on Galveston Island, Liz and I and other GAR members find ourselves educating other companies. We have new and upcoming companies in Galveston, they don't live here. Some of them are investment groups and they come in and they're not familiar with their neighborhoods. They're not familiar with the rules, the regulations, the norms of professional property management. And so there's conversations that we have with them to say, look, this is what we need to have in place or what we already have in place in order to coexist with these neighborhoods and our vacation rentals. And we need to talk to you about these things. And that has been a challenge, Matt. It's, it's almost been more of a challenge than talking with city officials and leaders and community leaders. It's these newcomers to the business. Mm-hmm. So education goes in both directions, both yeah. the, the policymakers yeah. but also industry. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you guys have certainly done that well. You know, I think having that organized voice that uniform strategy certainly helps with all that. And uh, GARM has certainly set a standard for the professional managers to follow. You know, looking back, I was alluding to the fact that the island has had this discussion at different points over the course of years. Many uh, times we often discover a vacation rental manager feels like the city or the county has taken on this discussion, had it, and concluded it. And therefore, they don't have to worry about the issue anymore. Do you have any advice for those people, Claire? (laughs) You know, part of it is, and Liz and I are both doing this, Strogue is doing this, we have to keep our ear to the ground and we need to be seated at many tables. So we've got 
Liz is keeping her eye on two particular subdivisions where the boards are talking about what they're going to do about vacation rentals. Together, Liz and I are working on another big subdivision on the West End where we both have a lot of houses. And we have been involved with that board developing the new ways, the new regulations for vacation rentals at the city level. Stroke sits on the board of directors for the chamber. I sit on a board on a committee with the park board, which regulates tourism in our town. We are all over the place. And when we hear about something, we're staying in close contact to let people know what we're hearing. Best practices. Here's an article. This is what I heard from the city manager. This is what I hear that this group in Galveston is doing. And, and I think that for people who sit back and think it's not going to happen to them, I can guarantee them that it will, because even though we're at these tables, it's still happening in some of it without us at the table. But trust me, when we hear about it, we're the first ones to call an email, say, I think we should have a chat. We understand you're talking about doing this in your subdivision. Let's talk. Yeah, I mean, your intel gathering organization is so <laughs> That's impressive. That's what it is. It, it almost reminds me of that movie Stalag 17 or other movies, you know, uh, prisoner of war films, you know, where people are using different codes and, you know, tipping <laughs> a cup upside down to indicate something is happening. You guys have a great signal and awareness program put in place. And it is impressive, but it's also important to point out what you said is which you can still miss items. We certainly have managers in some communities that we'll hear from that will say, you know, hey, I, I, I used to play golf with the guy that his brother was the mayor pro tem. Therefore, I'll be the first to get called if the city's going to take on an issue. Yeah, I think what we're hearing from you loud and clear is it's going to happen. You've got to be diligent about having your ear to the ground and listening for that intelligence. Absolutely. The other thing is, is that both Liz and I and also Stroke members, we support community initiatives. We're the ones sponsoring different things. We're involved with the Historical Foundation, everything from that to Meals on Wheels. So people also, because we support them, they support us. And that's another way that we get information. They'll say, I don't know if you know that this was going on in my HOA. Right. And you know, yeah. You're newer to this. Mm -hmm. you know, have you been impressed to see how you would often think that policymakers would have their hands quickly and easily on data to be able to mm -hmm. make decisions based on data? And oftentimes they don't. And you have to provide the data. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, very much so. And I think that that's just kind of an issue with the industry overall. I think that a lot of what we deal with is fighting a perception of what vacation rentals are doing um, versus actually what is happening in vacation rental, be it, you know, noise, parking, trash. You see it all over the country, right? People think that there's a big problem with noise complaints. And then once they actually get the data, they get a software a system to be able to actually track the complaints. Maybe that's not where the complaints really are. So I definitely think that data tracking and getting that data is going to be one of the most vital components of being able to successfully regulate the vacation rental industry. Um, so that's why it's even more important to be at the table, to be stakeholders at the table with these cities and these HOAs, because 
we understand how important that data is and how important it is to really kind of fight that perception of what vacation rentals are. And we're, we're the industry leaders. We're the knowledge holders of this industry and it changes so quickly. What we did, you know, six, seven years ago is nowhere near what it looks like in 2021. It doesn't even look the same as it did two years ago, you know? So that's why it's even more important that you're at the table. Yeah. You know, Claire, you've watched the hotel occupancy tax and other states, they call it transient occupancy tax, but the tax is generated from the short-term stay, the hotel stay, the uh, less than 30-day stays. You've watched that change significantly. I'm not going to hold you to these numbers, but talk to us a little bit about what it was a few years ago versus what it is today. It jumped up in 2019, calendar year 2019. Vacation rentals provided 31% of all hot tax collections. That's everything from B&Bs to full resort hotels to limited service hotels, management companies, et cetera, all of us. And then in 2020 with COVID, and that's when we saw this explosion of popularity, it jumped up to 43.9% of all hotel tax uh, remittances. And that is what really caught the attention of city officials because hotels were so down and we stepped, it's not that we stepped up, our product, we were very grateful, was very much wanted by the vacationing or visiting public or people who just wanted another place to be outside of their house. And so that's why they're really looking at hotel tax collections from vacation rentals now. We just exploded. When Kelly Duchon, our current tourism director, came onto the city of Galveston, vacation rentals were 8% of the total hot collection. We are now at 43.9%. Impressive. And those are just incredible data points. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes to show the popularity of the industry and the activity, but also the need for it too. I had said for years as a new father, that we just don't have the option in a hotel room to put this child who's now just five, but to put her to bed, you know, at 7.30 at night, what do we do in our little space? You know, we really need an apartment or a house, someplace with an extra bedroom. But then I think once we also got that taste for the wonderful experience that you find with a professionally managed, we're well-managed vacation rental, it's a hard experience to ignore, especially when you're staying for a little bit of a longer period of time. And especially if you're charged staying with you know, your family or a larger group by yourself for a night is a different story, but staying with your spouse or a few people for a couple of days, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience there. So you guys are seeing a real increase in traffic and a real increase in activity there. Can I just ask you for all the people that are listening to this who haven't been to Galveston, should they come visit you? Of course. <laughs> we just yeah. say come in the shoulder season because yeah. boy, Liz and I were just discussing, we're, we're almost booked for the summer. We are, it is just so, so booked for the summer and things slow down in the fall. The beaches are beautiful and empty and there's no lines in our historical attractions. It's just a great time to visit. Mm-hmm. So for all the policymakers and city staff, county staff that are out there listening to this or watching this, because I know the VRMA will make this available to them as well. What is the easiest way to start on that path to achieving compliance? I feel like you've got so much experience, Claire. What would you say was the best way for policymakers to understand the importance of the industry? 
That's a really hard question, Matt. The easiest pathway to compliance is a hell of a lot of education, a hell of a lot of education in the community, and a clear pathway for compliance that goes all the way through enforcement. Because without enforcement, people don't care and they blow it off. And we're finding that now that even with our 2014 ordinance in place, people just, there's a lot of people who do not care, they do not comply, and there's no enforcement if they don't comply. And one of the things that one of our strategic partners has said, when the neighbor calls and gets no response to what's going on in their neighborhood with a, we call them rogue houses, with a rogue house, then they get frustrated and they say, let's ban. And then that homeowner, usually an out-of-towner, digs in and you have a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for me, just kind of hearing that, though, it sounds like getting that level of education with through an organized group like yourself lets those policymakers understand more about the industry, communicate with a large group of the industry stakeholders, because you've got yeah. this organized group of the operators that are operating vacation rentals, and then they are able to achieve something that looks really pretty darn good. And maybe they have to tweak it from time to time, but uh, they can find good regulations. And I know they're having a better time in Galveston with you guys at the table than if you weren't there at all. I, know <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, think so. We would be knocking on the, yeah, we'd be <laughs> knocking on the door pretty aggressively yeah. if we weren't at the table. So because yeah. we know we know the industry and we love the industry. That's why we're in it. And we love this town, you know, we're from here, we live here, we work here. And so we're not just doing it to make money. We really do care. And so it's important for us to be there because we're neighbors too. We live next to vacation rentals down the street from vacation rentals. We pass the golf carts on the street. You know, we stand in line at the restaurants when the tourists are here. So we really understand the full scope of the importance of them being here. And Liz, you know, Matt, one other yeah, thing no, I please, wanted to add, I was just going to say one other thing that I wanted to add is, is the thing that we've told our city officials is, is that we want to be part of the solution. We want to be at the table with you so we can share our knowledge and expertise and we can be part of whatever's created with our new ordinances and we will be out there defending it and selling it. We don't want to be standing up and fighting against what they're coming up without our input. You know, we want to be part of that solution. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's certainly, you know, every public engagement that I've seen going back in time, as much as, you know, 100 years or more, successful public engagement starts and ends with getting those potentially affected interests, the stakeholders engaged in this discussion. And it sounds like you guys have certainly aided in that. Liz, I'd like to just end with you really quickly, just because you are so, uh, this is you know, newer for you than with Claire. Mm-hmm. When you're in those chamber meetings and when you're talking to those local retailers and that sort of stuff, do they express a gratitude for the fact that the vacation rentals are organized and active there locally? Yes, I think so. I've been very fortunate to have a pretty positive experience through this whole thing. I've been really lucky to be kind of guided with Claire and Mary They've done this on the state level and on the local level for a number of years. So I really just kind of let them guide the conversation and then just kind of ask the questions that I need clarification on 
or throw out some maybe newer ideas. So we've been, I've been, I just keep saying that we've just been really fortunate and I feel really fortunate to be part of the conversation and to be a part of such a positive conversation. So I think that that's made this really nice for me and be like, oh, well, maybe it won't be so hard. <laughs> you know, a little <laughs> naivete has really helped to help with this. You know, I'm not quite hardened enough yet to feel like we can't get this settled and get this taken care of. Oh, yeah. Well, Claire, I remember doing advocacy related education classes with you with through the VRMA as far back as nine, 10 years ago with Steve mm-hmm. Milo, with Betsy yeah. Large and so many people. And I feel like you've been so helpful to the association and to the industry setting a standard. And so, and I reference you so often, I really hope one day I'm going to be there when the association is giving you a special achievement award for setting the standard. Uh, I still give credit to Rosemary and Michael Sarka, who, Hmm. what it was at 2002, were saying at Burma, watch out, rental regulations are coming. And I remember my sister and I said, eh, not in Galveston. We went home and faster than in in a period of six months, we were banned from a key subdivision. And when we saw that happen, that's what prompted us. I got on the phone with, with Mary and I said, I really didn't believe you, Rosemary. I said, I didn't really believe you, but now we need some help. And it was somebody from Big Bear who stepped in and sent me their local ordinance. Theirs was about bears and trash and things that don't really <laughs> pertain to Galveston Island. But we took that ordinance and we started thinking about it and thinking about GARM. But it's a terrible thing for it to come up suddenly. And I think basically it's in every community now, Matt, don't you think? It's just everywhere now. So um, I don't know that I deserve any awards. I think that I I would really turn back to Burma and thank them for all of the work that they've done in advocacy. You included the advocacy committee. Um, um, All of those things are such important factors. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you both. I think Galveston is a terrific model for vacation rental managers to look to about how you guys have gotten organized and been at the table and stayed engaged, even when the conversation seemed to die down. So thank you both for joining us today. And thank you all for listening. And for those of you who are watching, Galveston is a great example to look to. And you heard it from them as well. It's a great place to come visit. So plan your trip. Thank you all. Thank you, Matt. See you guys. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Greg Holcomb again with VRMA. Even after 16 years, Claire and Liz and others on Galveston Island are active in their community and trying to get ahead of pain points that community leaders may be having. This was a great conversation. And to learn more about how you can get organized and involved, be active in your community and work towards sound vacation rental policy, go to vrmaadvocacy.org.